0: Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective
1: copy. This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the
0: myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative, while also being high impact for serious
1: results. So listen, laugh and learn with us, Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways as we crack the copy code together. Hello and welcome back to our mini-series on writing for social media with Cracking Copy. I'm Ella Hoyos and I'm here today with my co-host Minnie McBride and we are here to talk about LinkedIn. Now we've already on the podcast um, spoken about writing for Facebook and Instagram and we've also spoken about writing for Twitter. Um, LinkedIn is the fourth of our social media platforms that we're taking a deep dive into exploring all those possibilities um for you as well so what do we think of the platform well well well
0: well uh, for me personally i know that linkedin is a platform that i should be concentrating on more why because i offer a service copywriting and lots and lots of businesses on linkedin will need that in addition to that i think people would appreciate writing tips and so on. So I know that I need to use it more. What about
1: you? Yeah, I also feel I need to, um, that that LinkedIn is a really valuable place um, for building your network, your professional network. And again, it's a great place to be visible if you are building a business or even if you're exploring career options or changing career or Anything pretty much work related, LinkedIn is the place to be. Yeah,
0: I think so. <clears throat> so in terms of being on LinkedIn, whether you have your own business or whether you are working for another company, you you should have a, a LinkedIn presence. Whether you leverage that or not is is, you know, is up to you, I guess. But I would say most people, you know, graduates that leave uni, one of the first things they do is to update or, or to create a LinkedIn a LinkedIn profile. But in terms of increasing your audience, if you are an entrepreneur or you have your own business or a small business or even a large business and you want to get your messages across, it's going to probably be where an audience is and it's going to be finding that audience appreciate your you're doing, your products and services.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, it's a way to stay connected as well to past and potentially future clients and colleagues. Um, I think you know, your LinkedIn profile should really last start at the beginning of your career and last for the duration. <laughs> and even into retirement, I'm sure there's value in in still being on LinkedIn then. It's a the sort of thing that you're in it for the your long term, you're in it for your working life. Um yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's where where recruiters will look if they're if they are looking for people with particular skills, they will go on LinkedIn. And it will be the first place that if you are going for job interviews, the first thing somebody a recruiter will do will be to have a look at your LinkedIn profile. Mm. So even if you are not posting regularly or putting articles up, you do have to think about what you are putting on
1: your on your LinkedIn mm.
0: So. Yeah, and actually,
1: just thinking about it, when I took a career break um, to start a family and raise a family, I didn't close down my LinkedIn account. I did become less active on it. I did put a holding statement there. I think is some sort of you know to say I'm, I'm on a career break, and it's perfectly legitimate to have a career break throughout your your time and uh, to come back to that. But I, I kept my LinkedIn profile there, open, present. And I think I still connected with colleagues and things on there intermittently throughout that time.
0: Yeah, and I do think that that probably when it first started, that's really all it really was or really has been is a pro- you put your profile up there and then you might say, oh, you know, I've just started at such and such a company And that would be your posting. But actually, there are lots of places on LinkedIn to write and that are important and that you do need to think about.
1: Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some of those places. So here are some of the key, the key places you would write on LinkedIn. First of all, your name. Under your name on your personal profile, you also get a professional headline. And um, not everybody makes use of of that professional headline but that is a little snippet a way to um get your message across to sell yourself so a a glance when people can see you've replied to somebody's comment on a post or they can see if you've got it right who you are what your name is and what you're about so that's a great thing just to get nail that and to refine it every now and then when it when as your career progresses and changes number two your about section this is a really important part of your profile
0: i sort of wonder whether it should be an about page in the same way that you would do it on a website but actually which is sort of how i've done mine and i'm not sure whether actually people just go on to say actually what do you do so i don't know whether i've <laughs> i've written too much so what i might do is to test it and literally take out what i've done and see if i get you know if i get more more people finding me or more people contacting me, but it's difficult, isn't it? Because it is an opportunity to tell people who you are, what you do and the solutions that you offer.
1: I think for a lot of people, myself included in the past, have used the about section as just a sort of way, where somewhere to plonk your CV. Yeah. This is me. This is what I do. Here's all the places I've worked. You know, you can go down that route. And I think that's um, the lost opportunity you know, if we think about how we would write um, an about section for a website, a client's website, or our own website, we recognize that about us is actually, it's not about us, is it? It's about you, the reader. It's about you, people out there, looking at what, how we can help you. Because the only thing the reader is interested in, really, is what's in it for me. Yeah, so yeah. I think that about section does need to be crafted in a way that you are presenting your how you serve people um, and what what you can offer to yeah. them so
0: rather than yeah rather than just saying what I do you know I write emails or I do this or I whatever whatever it is that you do to actually think about what's in it for the reader so mm. if it's a recruiter or somebody looking also what differenti- differentiates what you do and who you are from other people so it's quite a tricky one, and that's probably worth testing different things in, in order to to see what's what's resonating and and what you know what people are responding to. But get some advice and say to people, what do you think? They might just say, oh, be, it was too long. Couldn't be bothered to read it
1: yeah yeah maybe not every people aren't necessarily as interested in us as we think they're going to be <laughs> so we can know it's then just crafting it and then maybe any, people are just there for the comments they're interested in going taking a deep dive into your profile unless they are recruiting for a particular position and they think that you might be a good candidate yeah. um,
0: so we do think that's important we do think the about section is perhaps more important than most people give it i think
1: yeah I agree. Okay, so other places you can write is your profile status, your updates, and you get 3000 characters for that. Um, So these are posts, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what you'll most commonly see in your LinkedIn feed, people posting. Um, Often It'll be on a business related topic. um, But these days, there is a bit less formality with linkedin so it doesn't have to be business related it could be a personal story that sort of happened during your work day for example yeah um you know other people post about um events they've been to networking people they've met in networking groups you know what they've got out of certain conferences that they've attended and things like that yeah. so really it's free you've got freedom in that in those posts you've you- got yeah Got quite a few characters to play with as well, so you know you can do quite a few paragraphs. That's quite yeah. generous, three thousand characters. That's pretty yeah. good. And I do feel when I read people's posts, a lot of people do use, you know, they use the space, they take up space, and you can do that as long as your post is engaging and interesting. You know, I've seen posts often have a lot of white space around them, they're broken down, they're nice, easy to read. Yeah. People use emojis. All the the rules for sort of digital writing apply here, don't they? They do. And then another place you can um, write if you do want to do more long form content um, and you want to take a deep dive into a particular subject, show off your knowledge in particular areas is articles. You can publish articles. Essentially, I suppose it's LinkedIn's answer to the blog post on your website. You know, it could be feature length, um, news story, or like I say, deep dive into a topic.
0: Yeah. LinkedIn prefers it if you actually produce your article or write it or cut and paste it onto their format rather mm. than having a link to it yeah so if so it might be that you write it on your website and you put a link to your website that won't get as much traction they would prefer it if you uh formatted it on their own format or your their own uh, platform yeah and you'll get more people looking at it so Absolutely. links they you get you get. To, you get punished a bit for putting links in the post however you can put them in the comments I would say that so you could write about an article and then you could if you couldn't be bothered to put it on LinkedIn and then say the link is in co- in the first comment yeah. and then people can access it that way
1: okay there's a sneaky workaround. um <laughs> but yeah of, as with all the social media platforms they want to keep you on there for as long as possible so and it's, it's no biggie to um, if you have gone to the trouble of writing out um, a blog post and it has got a, a business twang to it or it's relevant for your LinkedIn, um, just turn that into an article. It'll be worth it. It stays there um, on your profile um, in your portfolio, as it were. So, um, but and also you are you know you're writing in a social space. You're not publishing in a ghost town, and sometimes yeah. you'll get more visitors to your LinkedIn page and more strangers coming across it than you would do to say if it was on your website or something like that
0: yeah do you think that if you have got those on there you have got some interesting articles that you have written and published on there as well that people can find when they look at your profile perhaps that gives you just an edge as well Mm. over others because people can see the kind of person that you are or things that you might if you've written about overcoming a particular work problem or issue or you know that's quite interesting for somebody that then goes to look at your profile to find yeah. that you've yeah. written some quite interesting articles
1: yeah it's a good way of building your personal brand isn't it yeah and, um, it, I'm okay. sure it all l- helps with um, search engine optimization as well and you know search engines picking up the fact that you're publishing in lots of different areas and maybe you'll have links to other sources as well backlinks in there um, so definitely worth making the most of that feature. And then finally, another place to write, um, publish on LinkedIn is you can now set up a newsletter. Um, again, this is LinkedIn's answer to <laughs> uh, MailerLite and ConvertKit, but they will publish your newsletter for you and send you know if you've got a captive audience, they can receive copies. So with newsletters, you really need to just decide your topic, the key topic you want to write about, decide a schedule for your newsletter. Consistency, like most of these things, is key. So yeah. decide whether you want to go weekly, fortnightly, monthly, and, and say that, um, commit to that. And then plan your newsletter in advance, plan some topics, spend some time brainstorming, and, you know, come up with a couple of months at least a couple of months newsletter ideas in the bank so you don't have to be thinking about it each time oh gosh it's that time of the week what am I going to write about this week you know. have your plan and that will give you a much more comfortable way in really a, an, an easier ride if so you can want I to. ask
0: about the, the newsletter sorry because I haven't I don't know a great deal about it so if I uh, was to produce um, a weekly newsletter. Can I then use that to mail to my email list or is it really just for
1: for LinkedIn? Yeah, well, it is it is LinkedIn, a new, LinkedIn newsletter. If you want to take that content that you put in there and repurpose it for your own email marketing okay. to your own personal email list, you can do that. Um, okay, so
0: you could, but you'd have to sort of then, so let's say you were using MailerLite, you would have to then... Produce it in MailerLite or whatever.
1: But yeah, and you would have mind. had to collect your audience's email addresses.
0: Yeah, there's also the company page. If yeah. you have a, if you have your, um, you're an individual, but you also have a company, that's more of a shop window. There are certain things that you can and can't do on company pages. We don't really want to talk about that today because we're not really here to talk about how LinkedIn works. We're talking about how to write on the platform, but yeah. it's definitely worth having a company page and... To put company updates as well and get people to follow your company page as Mm -hmm. well, because obviously that's all helping with your credibility and your presence on the platform.
1: Mm -hmm. I will sort of put caveat in there though, because if you are going to have a company page, you do need to put the time in to keep it fresh and updated. Um a lot of times if you go to people's company pages on LinkedIn and they've got a personal profile you'll see they're active more active on their personal profile and the company page is just sort of, like you say a shop window but no one's changed the window display for <laughs> six yeah. months or something so if you are going to commit to having a company page then do remember to put some time into to just, just give it some tlc because you don't want it to just you know be gathering dust over there in the no. corner of the interweb and then someone goes on and actually doesn't reflect brilliantly on your brand it's just like
0: because it's got old things so like yeah because uh, yeah, big companies will will have a very active company page and they will encourage their employees to share mm. the posts and the mm. articles that come from it so it is a good place that you can you know share the share the posts
1: and yeah and
0: a wider audience that
1: way i agree it probably does work better for bigger more established companies with a marketing department and somebody who oversees that page and encourages stuff to post on it but if you are a small business micro business like you and I mini i don't have a company page for flurry, flurry marketing um i'm just not ready to to do that yeah i don't work. feel a need i don't feel <laughs> a need for that yeah so i'd rather promote my business through my personal page
0: so what about getting our our messages across now i think i'm going to be really honest here and out of all of the social media platforms cuz apart from i mean i hadn't actually tried tiktok Mm-hmm. I think My kids might die if I went on TikTok, but <laughs> I do find LinkedIn the most intimidating. And and I was sort of thinking about before we were talking about this, why that why that is, I sort of get a bit of a oh, LinkedIn. And I wonder if I because it's a, the most professional platform and I'm mindful that it's the place I really, really don't want to screw up.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hear you on that because I have the same sort of trepidation when i post on linkedin and um, yeah it's for that reason isn't it perfectionism comes in it has to be right because people have you this is my personal profile you know my professional yeah persona on the line here and an imposter syndrome kind of kicks in at this point it's like who am i to say i'm an expert on this subject area but really i think we just need to lighten up about linkedin a little bit as well you we'll know.
0: just dive in and stick your toe in the waters, and hopefully people will be generous. And yeah, well,
1: and, people are. I don't, you know, I don't. You don't get a lot of bad mouthing and tittle tattle on LinkedIn. I don't think, um, compared to some of the other platforms. Um, I think people on there aren't expecting. You know, they are expecting to hear about your work and your business and your services and what you can do, but. It doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be completely polished. You can be sharing your journey. I think a lot of the time people feel that the only thing they should post on LinkedIn is the time they've won an award or um, got some sort of accolade or had some major success or got a promotion, those sorts of posts. And I see a lot of my uh, friends and colleagues doing that. They only post when they've got a new job or, you know, when something big has happened But again, a little bit of a lost opportunity there because people who are actually really successful on LinkedIn and who are growing a really engaged audience are the people who are posting along the steps of their journey. It's not, you know, not everything is a big shiny trophy and doesn't have to be. It can just be your your story or something that's happened to you. So if
0: I look back at my stats, the content for me that's had the most comments and reactions has been the most personal content. So I got so when I I posted about you and I meeting for the first time yeah. and I did a picture, I got loads of comments and it it was and and, and also lots of views and I think that people you know like to see it and I and I was thinking about why that was and I was talking to a friend of mine who um is a marketing manager for a software company and she said well a lot of the content on there is quite boring and quite vanilla so actually and quite stale so when there's something that's a bit more interesting but it is work related but it's a bit more fun then people are like oh thank god for that (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's that's really you know that's really nice and I'm you know they like to see it so I think Yeah, which is why I think it is also a place you can create content that people will like and is interesting and is not like the rest of LinkedIn. Then you have the, you know the chance to be really successful. But as to how often you should should post, well, I was thinking about this as well. And if you speak to, I don't know that what the social media managers would say these days, but if you speak to the creators on LinkedIn they'll say oh yeah you know I post at least once a day and that seems to me to be
1: yeah do we need to (laughs) yeah do we need to post once a day I think you know you you do you you work do what works for you I think once a week is a perfectly respectable amount of time to post on LinkedIn as well I don't think people are on LinkedIn as much as they are on let's say Facebook or Instagram they don't check in as often so every couple of days I check into LinkedIn you know so I don't know that you need to post daily it depends it's up to you if you feel like you've got the time and capacity to do that
0: but also if you've got something to say as well yeah. I think yeah it is the posting that will get you the followers and will get you the interest if you do nothing you, you know you're not going to you're not going to grow your account so I think if you if you decide that LinkedIn is a platform where your audience is and your customers are I think it is worth putting a plan together and certainly testing it and trying to be consistent. And if you don't do it every day, well, maybe start with a couple of times a week and see and see how it goes. Mm. But what would, you, what would you say? I mean, I you know I think it's really difficult because there are people like uh, Justin Welsh who has a massive following. He's a solopreneur and he talks about all kinds of things about himself and what he's done to be really successful and he's got a massive following but he's quite prolific on LinkedIn
1: (laughs) yeah but the good news about all this stuff you know is it can be repurposed so if you did want to put a lot of time into something like LinkedIn you you know I think Justin Welsh is like this is what he spends he's on Twitter a lot as well um got a big massive following there um And it's the same kind of content, you know, it's the same stories. It's just presented in, you know, it's presented first in the way for LinkedIn and then it's repurposed for Twitter. Um,
0: So should we go through our top tips?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So we're going to talk about uh, posts for now, rather than talk about how to write an article, but I think the post is, is really the, the most important Because that's what people see in their feed. Mm -hmm. So, so number one, LinkedIn is an opportunity. I think we've you know we've established today, and because a lot of the the posts from companies and individuals are about welcoming new staff, it's quite bland. But if you can post content that will inspire somebody or make them interested or something that will improve their life, then that's an opportunity. So, yeah, yeah and we're talking about Justin Welsh, and he obviously saw that opportunity, and has done brilliantly
1: with yeah. that. And uh, of our writing course, on our writing course, we have Dicky Bush, who is one of the founder members and lead mentors on Ship Thirty for Thirty, which helps yeah. digital writers. Yeah, yeah. He um, he moved. Tell us the story about him. He moved over. From yeah.
0: Prison. Well, he 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 had done uh, fantastically well on Twitter, which we talked about in our our last episode, and he decided to go on LinkedIn. And he his first post, which I think was um, probably about a year ago now, he, his first post on LinkedIn had five hundred thousand views and four and a half thousand likes, and that's amazing. So mm-hmm. he'd obviously. Uh, Repurposed something that had worked fantastically well on Twitter, popped it on LinkedIn. So if you're killing it on another platform like Twitter, then LinkedIn works. You know what works well on Twitter, for example, will work on LinkedIn, as the, as that example shows. So yeah, you can repurpose what's working onto LinkedIn and certainly test it and see see yeah.
1: what's what's good. Yeah, that's a massive success. He hit the ground running there. But then he's sort of learnt the art of building an audience online, and that's because he's become a fantastic digital writer and knows how to write succinctly in a way that captivates and captures attention. Um, and so those those skills are transferable no matter what platform you're writing Well, he on. proved, didn't he? Just proved mm. that. So well so done, ter- Dickie Bush. Well
0: done, Dickie Bush. Yeah, so in terms of... Um, what when you're writing a post just think clarity and conciseness and also how you format it so the posts that skim win yep. i think would be our tip there and out of the your most important part of your your post i think is the hook yes, and if you
1: opener.
0: yes your opener if you look at your linkedin feed you will see that you have five lines to hook your audience in before they
1: see the little see more prompt Mm. that's quite generous isn't it that's more generous than the other social platforms um yes you have more of an allowance so you can get more of your message in definitely
0: yeah so it's it's quite good and actually if you format it so that it actually is a line and then a gap and then a line and then a gap you've got sort of three lines and that can work really well because people think oh good it's going to be skimmable Hmm. So that's another, another tip is to not make it one massive block of text. Yeah.
1: Let's just define skimmable. I mean, we know what it means. We use that all the time, but I'm aware that it could be jargonistic, but what we mean is the ability to glance over the text and still get the message.
0: Yeah. Read it. Easily. Read fast.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's great when people are distracted, we live in a distracted world. We need to make things easy to skim because people are scrolling. All the time and uh, moving on, and their brains are running fifty million miles an hour. So, make your post easy and skimmable.
0: Yeah, make it easy for them. So, in terms of tips for those five lines, so tease the reader without giving everything away. Mm -hmm. Let the reader know what value that they will get from reading the post, so they'll want to click that see more button. Yep, and if you can summarize the. Entire journey that the reader can expect i mean that's quite a big ask At the end of the day your hook needs to be <laughs> compelling enough that they're going to click that um yeah more prompt there
1: yeah we literally just want the reader to read on and stay a little yes. bit longer digest the information and also um, engage with it enough to leave a comment so we want them to stay as long as it needs to read you know extract some juice from what you're writing and then you know feel inclined to write back so there's your yes. Of action
0: yes which is which is the most well one of the you know one of the most important things you mustn't forget is at the end of your post ask your audience to reply with a question or to what they think take away that you know from what you've written so draw insights and opinions so don't forget the call to action and and <laughs> Otherwise, it's kind of wasted a bit. Mm. So,
1: and then the other really important bit to add to that is, if someone does leave a comment on one of your posts, you must reply to them. You know, don't leave. um There's no comment left behind rule, isn't it? You know. Yes, that makes me quite. Yeah.
0: If someone's taken the effort, you should at least acknowledge it, please, because mm-hmm. it's so disheartening when you go, "Oh, I've really enjoyed this piece," and you, you know, and then they just ignore you, and you think, "Oh, I'm not going to bother."
1: Yeah, you want to engage conversation is that key rule, be social. It's social media, be social. And exactly. um and it'll it'll reflect well on your analytics as well.
0: So shall we round it up? So it might be true to say that LinkedIn is relatively untapped opportunity uh mm-hmm. for original and useful content. So if you can put some thought and strategy into how you or your company can leverage the LinkedIn platform, then there's no reason why you can't. really successful on there and you know we've talked about other places to write on linkedin and we'll probably venture into that area another time Mm -hmm. and uh if you you know to please do let us know because we have all of our details in the show notes please do let us know what you know if there's particular things that you would like us to cover either about other social media networks and um or, or specifically about linkedin you know, yeah. I mean, it, might, it might help if we got an expert in. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Is, is there a particular thing on LinkedIn that you struggle with um, that, that prevents you from writing or that, that that you'd like to know about? Well, we'd like to know about that, too.
0: Yes, we would. So please do rate this podcast and, um, yeah, and keep in touch.
1: Absolutely. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Thanks. Bye. You have been listening to the Cracking Copy podcast with Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride. Don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts. And more details and resources are in our show notes. So we'll see you next time.